I'm here with Eric Metaxas, who is the author of Bonhoeffer and the autobiography of William Wilberforce, Amazing Grace. Eric, so nice to have you with us here today. It's wonderful to be here. You forgot to mention VeggieTales. Yes, VeggieTales. We'll yeah. get into that in a minute. Very, very important. <laughs> yes. Very. And you wrote for Chuck Colson. Talk a little bit about your background in mass communication. Mass communication? Uh, well, um, I have always felt called to uh, mass communication to, uh, you know, not that everybody is, but for me, I believe that in a funny way that the, the, um, the, the front lines in the, in, in the battle for the soul of the culture today is in the media, that the media is extraordinarily secular, that where I live, New York City, uh, Hollywood, these places which are so influential, which are the media centers uh, of the world, certainly of the U.S., are disproportionately extremely secular. And I think uh, people of faith uh, need to be involved and need to be in the media just so that people can get that point of view. Because if you tune into you know, most TV, uh, uh, movies, magazines, whatever, in the, in the world of media, it really is disproportionately secular. And people aren't hearing stories of faith. And so I, I feel, uh, I have always felt, since I uh, came to faith, a calling to, to be in that world. You've been featured as a culture commentator on CNN, Fox News, yeah. and, and many others. How do you handle that type of arena as a Christian? Well, I think that this is something that um, Christians have to learn how to speak the language of the culture. Not to speak sort of religious language or, or to feel like there's a separate language, but to translate the gospel and to, to translate what I believe into normal English so that I can speak it to people who might not speak that other language. And I, and I think that that's key because people are looking for authenticity. So if you use religious language, they're put off or they say, well, that's just not for me. He's religious or he's whatever. This is not about religion. It's about reality. It's about truth. And we should be able to speak about these things in normal language. Use humor. Be comfortable. It's either authentic. It's This is either real for everybody or it's just a bunch of religious nonsense. People can pick that up. And I think that you have to have a real confidence that this is true and that you can relax. It's not about proving something or getting it right. This is reality and either it's true or it's not. And you take incredible, there's an incredible peace that comes with knowing that this is true. So I don't feel nervous really when I'm, when I'm talking about these things. Talk a little bit about the first book that you published and what kind of process went into that. Um, well, actually the first books I published, I wrote a whole bunch of children's books even before I worked for VeggieTales. Uh, uh, I, I wrote a lot of children's books, but uh, the first book I did for adults was called Everything You Always Want to Know About God But We're Afraid to Ask, which is a book of apologetics. It's kind of a fun Q&A. I said, I want to write a book that I can share my faith with anybody, not just you know, somebody who's really seeking, but, but somebody who's not seeking, somebody just kind of floating along. That person has questions even if they don't know it. And so I wrote this book um, with the silly title, Everything You Want to Know About God, We're Afraid to Ask, because I said I wanted to be kind of fun and to use humor in answering the big questions about the scripture and how can a good God allow suffering and whatever. And that was uh, published in 2005. And it really was, it's an interesting experience because publishing is uh, very complicated. Every publisher is different and uh, you kind of have to feel your way as you go along and you know talk to writers to try to get a sense of how do I do this because it's it is difficult. Yeah, talk about those, maybe some of the setbacks that you had when you're writing and the struggles as a first-time author. Yeah, well, money is the big struggle. Uh, I think my, my big advice to uh, would-be authors is go to law school. <laughs> J just kidding, but um, it's tough. It's very tough, and you have to know going in that often uh, you know, it just doesn't pay well. Promoting a book is as important as writing a book. I mean, it's so t you can write this great book 
uh, or at least you think it's great, and uh, nobody knows about it. And uh, that, that happened to me. I won't give you specifics except to say that it really is tough because you put your heart into something, and then the question is, how do you, how do you get it out there? Um, you know, you, you have to, obviously, using social media or whatever, whatever you can do, but uh, that, that is a big challenge uh, for writers today is to kind of how do you get heard out there. And for me, the short answer is prayer, which sounds like a cliche, but I really believe if the Lord's calling you to write something, you ask him to lead you as you write it and as you're uh, trying to get it out into the world because there is no right answer. There's, there's no right answer. Talk a little bit about maybe it would be a great idea to go to law school. Talk about the importance of your education yeah. and how it has helped you and the opportunities that you've had. Well, this is the thing, you know, you, you have to be, uh, or you, I shouldn't say you have to be, but you, you need to be well-spoken. You need to, to have a sense uh, of confidence that, that what you know isn't just true for you, but that it is true. And so I do believe that education, getting, getting grounded in history, uh, getting grounded in great literature, these things cannot be uh, replaced. If you have these roots, when you go to, you bring that to every conversation, a sense of uh, perspective, a sense of history. Um, I think that that is something that people are looking for and people uh, notice when it's not there, when you're just, you know, uh, t talking out of, uh, out of ignorance. So I do think that really being grounded in the liberal arts, uh, being grounded in history and literature and, and all those kinds of things, you bring that to the table, whatever you're talking about. People can see that you have some perspective. So yeah, for me, I was an English major at Yale University, which had a lot of downsides. It was a very secular environment. But the one thing I can say is that the Lord used it to give me a grounding uh, in some of the things that I certainly didn't know before then. What would you say to students now who are seeking to be to write as a vocation, who, who want to get into that field? Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them? Number one advice, read the classics. I've always felt that uh, uh, reading the classics is uh, key because you need to know the difference between great writing and mediocre writing. You need to know... Uh, how did the great minds think? How do they express themselves? You know, um, reading John Milton and Dante uh, and Dickens and down the line, I mean, I, I, uh, the, the pantheon, the canon of Western civilization, if you're not familiar with that, you're really at a loss. And so I would say read far less contemporary stuff. Read the classics. You'll have the rest of your life to read the newspapers and the contemporary stuff that comes out. It comes and goes. The classics are classics because they have been proven great uh, through, um, you know, what does Chesterton say, the, the democracy of the dead. You know, the people of other generations have voted on this. And I think that uh, especially Christians need to know that there's this rich heritage. We need to be deeply familiar with the classics, and, and we need to bring that to the conversation today. So for every uh, new book you read, read two old books. I would really strongly, very strongly recommend that. Would you say that is what is your inspiration to write, or what in, what inspires you? Well, I, it's it's uh, there are many things, but I think being part of that tradition and knowing that there are these great things, and that that we ought to aspire to contribute to the canon of Western civilization, not just to write a book which you know sells a lot of copies or something, because there's a lot of junk that sells a lot of copies, and it's hard to be proud of that 20 years down the line, or that you know you know you know well I made money, or you know I, I got well known. Well. The Lord calls us to a higher level. He wants us to do great things and being familiar with this great tradition and saying, I want to contribute to this great tradition. I want to write literature. I want to write great things. I want to communicate uh, things that will last. 
um, you know, I'm inspired to do that by the Lord because I think that He's the one who calls us to do these things. And so if we're doing it for ourselves, we've got it backwards, and He can't bless that. So you have to really have discernment. Is God calling me to do this? Am I doing this for Him? Uh, am I doing this as a response to His love for me? Is this a, a response of gratitude? Am I giving Him my gifts and my life and my time? And there's no uh, greater thing we could ever do than that. And when you have a sense of doing that, you get the greatest joy you can ever get. I mean, you can't, there's, there's, there's no substitute for the peace and the joy of knowing that I'm serving God with my gifts. And so I have to say that really is my inspiration. Well, thank you, Eric Metaxas, for being here with us today and sharing. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.